0: And good morning, Tucson and all of Southern Arizona. Welcome live out of the Common Workspace studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on AM1030K, VOI, The Voice, dealing in-depth news, conversation, and talk about the people, ideas, and issues shaping Tucson's future. I'm your host, Zach Yenser, and to Matt Neely and all of our listeners who really, truly make the magic happen every day here on the show, Monday through Friday, Welcome aboard and a happy Friday to you. Matt, good morning. Thank goodness it's Friday.
1: You're correct, and it is also cough drop day. Just throwing that out there for you, although you're sounding better today. I'm
0: glad to hear maybe the wind settled down a bit. My goodness. Well, I just celebrated with a cough drop uh, a minute ago, so that is too real, Matt. That hit way too, uh, way too close to home, but uh, yes. Other than uh, thanking God it's Friday, I'm also thankful for cough drops.
1: There you go. (laughs) It's Blame Someone Else Day, so you're okay today. You can do it.
0: Oh, man. Well, I have no one else to blame, um, uh, uh, personally. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Yeah, Matt has been surprising us all week. I think we started the week with um, it was a lost sock. Memorial Day. You can uh, give up the the search. Yeah, give up the search. It's time to move on. So it's been that kind of week. Uh, But uh, beyond all of that, it's also been National Economic Development Week uh, this week. And Tuesday was National Small Business Day. And uh, so it's appropriate, I think, that we're closing the week with our two guests. We'll talk to our first one in a second. Rob Elias will be up momentarily, the president and CEO of the Tucson Hispanic chamber of commerce uh, we'll talk about a big event coming up and also uh, what's going on in the world and climate of business in tucson barbara coffee will close out our show uh, she's the director of economic initiatives for the city of tucson we'll get her view on pretty much the same that's our show today let's welcome on our first guest it is rob elias rob it's a beautiful day in the space city of the southwest happy friday
2: Good morning, Zach. And it sounds like it's National Allergy Day every every day for you guys.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, this week that's been true. But uh, thank th- thank goodness for cough drops. Rob, how are you? <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. I'm doing I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm glad to hear you're you're sounding better and feeling better.
0: For sure. Uh, wanted to celebrate with you. It's going to be a fourth celebration, Rob. But I'm sure you'll be celebrating too. Uh, a massive week for the new space industry in Tucson, Arizona, and. Uh, well, a great coincidence to talk about economic development and talk about some major wins uh, for us here. Certainly good for, for business going forward.
2: Oh, Without a doubt. It's, it's you know Anytime we get a chance to talk about the things we do so well here, uh, it's a pleasure to do so.
0: Absolutely. Well, there's something coming up for, um, for you guys next week. I want to talk uh, more big picture in our second segment about kind of what is the the state of business of doing business uh, from your point of view in the Tucson area. Um, but tell me about the mayor's summit uh, next week. I'm excited about that. Tell us what it is and and kind of what what you hope happens.
2: Yeah. Th- thanks for uh, allowing us to uh, to borrow your platform for for a few minutes. Um, the mayor's summit is is a a first-time program that, that we've ever hosted, um, and it's going to feature eight mayors from across the Sonoran Desert region, four from Arizona, four from Mexico, and we think it's, it's going to be an incredible event because conversations amongst these leaders are, are really vital to the region, and they truly have the, the ability to cultivate uh, more meaningful relationships that can create career opportunities in so many areas, including economic economic growth, uh, increase trade opportunities, increase levels of tourism, and, and just a better overall understanding of how our relationship impacts each other.
0: I love it. Uh, who are who are some of the mayors that that our listeners might recognize?
2: Oh goodness, of course, uh, uh, Mayor Romero is, is going to be joining us. On, you know, being being in the, in the host city, we have sure. to have our our mayor represent. Um, we have Juan Francisco Gim from Nogales, Sonora. We have Tom Murphy from Saurita, Joe Winfield from Oro Valley. Um, we have uh, Jesus Alfonso Montaño Durazo from Agua Prieta, Sonora, um, Carla Cordova Gonzalez from Wymas. um Arturo uh, Garino from Nogales, Arizona. And uh, the last one, the eighth mayor that we have coming is Antonio Astias Gutierrez from Hermosillo, Sonora.
0: Mm-hmm. I love it.
2: So, it, it, you know, it, yeah, it's going to have a, a great, a great uh, group of, of people from, you know, from uh, from port cities and and and, Wymas, and They're doing some fantastic things there. You know, we should be really interested in what's going on in, in that port.
0: Absolutely. You know, all this makes me think, Rob, of something that I don't think we talk enough about here, uh, and that is the Arizona Sun Corridor, uh, which is a mega region. Uh, one of the largest in the U.S. here in the southern area um, of Arizona, really connecting uh, Phoenix and Tucson and southern Arizona. And then many also kind of dip that into Sonora, uh, looking at how some of the northern states of Mexico connect into that mega region. I don't think we talk enough about it, um, but there is a mega region with mega opportunities, economically, culturally, culturally. Uh, tourism wise and uh, to me I think this event really highlights that in, in a positive way
2: well we certainly appreciate that Zach we've worked really hard to, to bring this event together and and you're right the 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 relationship that Arizona has with Mexico is absolutely vital to our economy and just I mean if you need evidence of that look at the last you know what was it 18 20 24 months or something the border was closed and it devastated so many, so many communities, uh, small communities in southern Arizona. And now that the now that the border uh, of entry is back reopened, we're hoping those economies bounce back a little bit, and uh, we can start seeing some some tourism um, in places like Tombstone, Arizona, or Sierra Vista, uh, and, and uh, or you know Nogales, Arizona. If you haven't been down there in a while, you know they, they're doing some pretty special things to help that economy bounce back.
0: For sure, yeah, Rob, you've talked about um, you know the the kind of purpose of the event. I understand it's really uh, twofold you know one is to provide the platform that you've spoken about, but also to provide an opportunity for each city or town to share economic development information <clears throat> what um what do you expect? maybe you know one or two gut hunches what do you think is going to be shared there certainly what do you think is the tone of tucson as the host city as we are sharing what's going on here what do you think the focus is going to be as we're promoting ourselves to the uh, to the uh, other uh, of the eight mayors
2: that's a really good question zach i think that it provides us the opportunity to show that we are um open to bringing new businesses to tucson and not just tucson but but, but overall as, as, as a whole if you if you're a business in tucson you want to do business in in El Mocillo, you know we can connect you with with the with the people that can make that happen if you're uh, if you're a business in Agua Prieta and you want to do business in southern arizona you know we're going to have information there of who they can sp- specifically contact you know I'm, I'm glad to hear that you have barbara coming on from the city um after this conversation because we, we want to provide Barbara's information to anybody in, uh, that, is, that is wanting to do business in Tucson from, from somewhere else, because that's what Barbara's all about. And that's what the city of Tucson is all about, being open for opportunities, open for, for growth in a myriad of, of, of um, areas, you know, specifically sustainability, infrastructure, trade, and certainly tourism. And I think every single city within Southern Arizona and Sonora is interested in every single one of those uh, those topics.
0: We're with Rob Elias this morning, this Friday edition of Tipping Point. Uh, the president and CEO of the Tucson Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. We're talking in the first part here of our conversation about a big event coming up next week, uh, the Mayor's Summit. And uh, on our way back in, uh would love to talk with Rob about uh, what is the, uh, over the business climate right now in Tucson for the businesses, uh, that his chamber represents. What is the state of doing business in Tucson? The good, the bad, and the opportunities. We'll be right back here on 1030. The Voice Tipping Point returns right after this for part two of our conversation with Rob. Don't go anywhere.
1: The people of Tucson, 1030 The Voice.
0: Trusted local news and talk. Zach Yenzo here, and I'm so excited to be a part of the launch of the Little Love Burger as they're growing in Tucson. Located just a few hours down from the Rialto Theater, Little Love Burger serves up the juiciest scratch-made hamburgers, loaded hot dogs, ice cream milkshakes, lovable local brews, and the most addictive breakfast sandwiches. Little Love Burger is open Sunday through Thursday, 11 to 9, and Friday and Saturday, 11 to 10. You can follow their bee on Instagram and Facebook at Little Love Burger Tucson. Don't you want some burger to love? With preseason and the
1: season opener in the books, FC Tucson is looking forward to a great season, and John Perlman and his squad aren't slowing down. Join your FC Tucson soccer club Saturday, April 30th, May 7th, and May 20th for Let's Go 520 Night, celebrating this great city. Get your season or game tickets at FCTucson.com and Let's Pack Kino Stadium this season. That's
0: FCTucson.com.
1: Is your 8th or ninth grader looking for a hands-on learning program that includes lots of art? Then Desert Sage School, a new tuition-free public charter high school at 3434 East Broadway, is for you. Desert Sage is innovative and is now enrolling 9th and 10th graders for the upcoming school year. Go to DesertSageSchool.org, where the first 125 students to register will be accepted. Desert Sage is the first public Waldorf-inspired charter high school in Southern Arizona, where teachers genuinely listen to and care for each student's unique gifts. Get your child enrolled today at DesertSageSchool.org
3: Tucson homeowners, do you have equity in your home and would like to sell but are afraid that you won't be able to find a new place in this market? Well, you're not alone. That's why CNC Partners has put together an innovative way to make your next home dream come true. They work with local investors who can purchase your home for cash, pay above market value, waive the appraisal, and provide you with the option to lease your home back to you for 12 months until you can find a new home in the Tucson market. If you'd like to see what that cash offer might look like with no obligation, go to Tucson Cash Offers.
0: And we're back Tucson and all of Southern Arizona live here at the Common Workspace Studios. You're listening to Tipping Point. I'm your host, Zach Yenser. This segment is sponsored by Decibel Coffee Works, the coffee that the Yenser household drinks at home and out and about, run by a great local team of people who care about the Tucson community. You'll find a variety of great coffee drinks, beans, pastries, and more. Rumor no more, ice cream is on its way in 2022. You can go to Decibel Coffee Works, D-E-C-I-B-E-L dot com, one word, and uh, see what they have. More importantly, maybe visit them at 267 South Avenida del Convento. Mention you heard about them here on Tipping Point with Zach Genser for 10% off your next order on anything you buy. We're with Rob Elias this morning, the president and CEO of the Tucson Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. In the last segment, we talked specifically about the Mayor Summit An exciting summit of eight mayors from around the mega region uh, here in southern Arizona to talk about what the future looks like and opportunities that each of their cities and towns can provide in the region. We're going to expand the conversation to a a broader topic in a second. But Rob, uh, for any of our listeners who are interested in joining uh, us at the mayor's summit, where can people uh, go to find more information, get tickets, see the date, time, all that good stuff?
2: Of course, yeah. Thanks, Zach. They can go to our website, TucsonHispanicChamber.org, and uh, there'll be a button right on the homepage there for the mayor Summit. You can register right from there. Uh, the, the details of the event, Thursday, May 19th, 2.30 in the afternoon, so 4.30 in the afternoon at the newly renamed Linda Ronstadt Music Hall. <laughs> and, uh, it's and it's going to be uh, and then afterwards we're going to have a special reception afterwards in Expo Plaza that we're calling debrief and it's just an after events uh, uh, reception that it can be attended by all who who all uh, who um, visit the mayor summit.
0: Very cool very cool i encourage people to to attend and, and and check it out uh rob while we have you you represent um, what what's the official number now how many businesses do you represent rob over at the chamber now
2: we got about 1200 now
0: Jeez, uh yeah, and it's grown, uh
2: it's growing quickly
0: and, and not all hispanic owned businesses but probably mostly at this point or how would you describe that
2: you know, it's, it's really a, a good mix. Um, and, you know, we get the question all the time, you, do you have to be Hispanic mm. to join the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce? And the answer, the answer is absolutely not. If you if you um, want to serve or um, sell to or attract the Hispanic market, um, you know, if you have a business, then, then you can join the Hispanic Chamber.
0: Gotcha. Hey, it's uh, National Economic Development Week, Rob, so... Uh, If I have someone representing uh, uh, especially small and mid-sized business in Tucson, I have to ask, from your seat, uh, how is it doing business uh, in Tucson? What is the state of our economy from your perspective? Uh, From mine, Rob, obviously I opened the show celebrating some major wins uh, that I think have a lot of potential for Tucson's economic future. But I know the University of Arizona... Also came out with a report and said we're still lagging the state, the region, the country, in COVID jobs recovery. Wages are down year over year, two percent. It seems like there's a there's a lot to work on and, and a lot to kind of drill down into. Give me the good, the bad, and the uh, the opportunity of Tucson's economy right now as you see it from your seat.
2: Yeah, um, it, you know that's a fantastic question and certainly a a, a big one to unpack. Um, in my opinion. Um, as a person who, who leads this, this incredible organization, that we certainly have our opportunities for, for growth and now we will never be done. Um, this is something that will be'll be worked on until um, you and I are, are long gone. but we can find a better balance. and I think the one thing that that Tucson businesses and Arizona businesses need to what we need to get better at is, um, we need to start adopting a new mentality around work, around the workplace, uh, around um, how we treat our, uh, the, the people that we're so fortunate to work with. And so when, when we can do that, I think we'll start to attract and retain the, the talent that we already have here. Um, and at the same time, Zach, you, you hit on something that's very appropriate. We need to start um, looking at the things that we do really, really well and lean into those. Things like uh, our partnerships with the University of Arizona and their space programs, and you know, other things that we do really well in the region with with uh, with making batteries for electric vehicles or um, our our solar production, you know, things like that. We could we could truly transform this city when we focus on what we are really good at and things that we are uh, know that, that know there are going to be. A, Uh, a futuristic thinking type of forward-thinking process. So Mm. once we can do that, I think we'll be in good shape.
0: Rob, since I got time, uh, last Friday I had uh, some of the public policy team from Chicanos por la causa on, and they're setting up a new initiative to connect with Hispanic and Latino voters. And they said something really interesting. They said, of course, when you bring up Hispanic voters, Latino voters, the next word that often comes out of everyone's mouth is immigration and that tends to take up a lot of oxygen in the room uh, but the the vice president of public policy who was with us said you know look latino and hispanic voters and business owners are focused on what everybody else is infrastructure housing jobs talent attraction uh, from the hispanic and latino uh, business owners in your membership rob uh, what are the what are the two or three biggest challenges they have to, to doing business right now is it talent is it cost of housing is it well, what is it what are you hearing
2: it's all of the above zach I, it, and it really depends on what type of business you're talking about i mean some businesses are impacted um by other things and and uh, it, you know it's different for for industry education still has to be one of the big things that we need to work on and now and we fully understand that not everybody not you know school is not for everybody and that's okay and we need to we need to start um, making a a certification whether it be you know in in electric or plumbing or carpentry or you know those types of jobs we need to sensationalize those the same way we do a, a, a college diploma because we all contribute to the greater good of of the city and so once we can understand what our roles are um, you know, not everybody is, is meant to go to school for four or five years and get that college degree. And that's okay. We need to look at how we, uh, how we define success and start pointing that in a different, in a different way. We need to start looking at that differently. And, and, you know, if you make thirty or forty thousand dollars a year and you're happy, then that's success. If you want to make hundred and thirty thousand dollars a year and you think you can be happy, then great. That's a success. But we have to start changing mentalities of what that looks like um, and be okay with uh, – um, well, I guess we are okay with it, but we need to start talking more in a positive way about the programs like the JTED does and the programs that Pima Community College are, are offering, the programs that University of Arizona are, are offering, and the certifications that come along with uh, some of those programs.
0: Yeah. No, Rob, I appreciate that because, you know, workforce development came up when I had the Tucson Metro Chamber on on Tuesday. Yep. Uh, And when I look at kind of what happened during Austin's boom time, not that we want to copy that or become Austin. I've always made that clear. We probably shouldn't, in fact. But uh, when chambers were involved in economic development and they were doing it well, uh, there was a focus on workforce development and pairing people with programs for the jobs that were there. Because so many people started to say, hey, all these jobs are coming in, but they're not going to our people, they're going to other people. And so I think Chambers have a role to say, hey, how do we figure out the best educational pathways and how do we connect our businesses to those providers to get a workforce developed? So Rob, you know I'm there with you and that's what it made me think of. Rob, one more time, the Mayor's Summit, date time and where people can go to find out more.
2: Yes, thank you. May 19th, 2.30 uh, to 4.30 at the Tucson Convention Center, Linda Ronstadt Music Hall. And you can get your tickets at org.
0: Love it. Rob, thanks for ending a busy week here with us on Tipping Point, and uh, we'll see you around soon.
2: I appreciate it, Zach. Thank you, sir. Take care.
0: Thanks, Rob. Rob Elias, President and CEO of the Tucson Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Barbara Coffee leads economic initiatives for the city of Tucson. She's on in a moment. Don't go anywhere.
1: With preseason and the season opener in the books... FC Tucson is looking forward to a great season, and John Perlman and his squad aren't slowing down. Join your FC Tucson soccer club Saturday, April 30th, May 7th, and May 20th for Let's Go 520 Night, celebrating this great city. Get your season or game tickets at fctucson.com, and let's pack Kino Stadium this season. That's fctucson.com.
3: When you manage your money with a credit union, you're taking true ownership of your finances and how your money impacts the community. Stop letting banking just happen to you. Bring your money home to Vantage West. Federally insured by NCUA.
2: Helping you make better money decisions is what The Ramsey Show is all about. Today at 1 p.m. on 1030 The Voice.
0: And good morning to you, Tucson and all of southern Arizona. Welcome live out of the Common Workspace studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on AM 1030 KVOY, The Voice, daily in-depth news, conversation, and talk about the people, ideas, and issues shaping Tucson's future. I'm your host, Zach Yenser. This segment is sponsored in part by Little Love Burger. They opened downtown last fall, and they're doing quite well. Serving up the juiciest burgers, loaded hot dogs, have ice cream milkshakes, local brews, and breakfast sandwiches. You can follow them on social media at Little Love Burger. And mention you heard about them here on Tipping Point with Zach Yenser for a 15,15% discount off your next order. Uh, We just said goodbye to Rob Elias in the first half of the show. He's the president and CEO of the Tucson Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Talking about the mayor Summit uh, coming up next week and uh, an overall conversation about uh, the business climate and opportunities in Tucson and Southern Arizona. Uh, But I'm excited to close the show, uh, our last show of this National Economic Development Week, uh, with Barbara Coffey, the Director of Economic Initiatives for the City of Tucson. Barbara, good morning to you. It's a beautiful day in the space city of the Southwest.
4: Good morning, Zach. Thanks for having me today. I'm glad to be here.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for closing a, a busy week um, with us. I know it's been, uh, been a crazy one for you. Uh, I wanted to kind of have a conversation in two parts. Uh, one is just to kind of talk with you about uh, some of the things that your department has been up to. Uh, my understanding is that, um, that your uh, comprehensive economic development strategy uh, was passed recently by council. Uh, and uh, that was the first uh, kind of re- re- review, update of that strategy since 2015. So what is uh, what is Tucson's comprehensive uh, economic development strategy?
4: Well, you're right. We're excited to have been able to have Mayor and Council adopt our updated plan. Um, and it's really what drives us forward. And it puts a stake in the ground on our target industry sectors and the approach that we will take and really gives direction to our team as far as as how we grow uh, business, how we attract uh, industry and create jobs in the community, and as well how we assist businesses, um, which the plan speaks to in a, in a great deal, it really talks a, a lot about how we are putting emphasis on small business assistance, and we have added uh, staff to that end. So again, it, it aligns our our resources with the goals uh, out, outlined in that plan. So we're very excited to have that. Uh, and, again, the team uh, can move forward. And, and it's the rug we stand on, you know. Zach, it's hard to do your job if the rug is pulled out from under you. So I liken it to having a comprehensive economic development strategy is like having the rug under you. And so we all know where we're going.
0: Mm. You know, my first thought when we talk about the last strategy uh, affirmed by council being in 2015 uh was that between 2015 and 2022 was covid um mm-hmm. what, what, what were what are what were some of the changes in tucson's economic development strategy uh, with the ways in in which the world and our clusters mm-hmm. here and all that has shifted is, is there any significant changes or shifts uh since 2015
4: there is and i would say the biggest difference that you'll see expressed in this plan relates to how we do economic development and that is with an approach uh, to equitable economic recovery resiliency and growth we will place uh, a lot of emphasis on that it's something you wouldn't have seen expressed in the 2015 plan and again just given all the events not only the pandemic but other uh, activities and and challenges and issues that our country faced over the last couple of years that became uh, we became more aware of is that there are populations of people in our community that are underserved There are businesses underrepresented there were challenges in accessing capital and so we have as a mayor and council and and now our team uh, determined that we need to look at things a little bit differently. And so we have expressed that in this plan. And again, that's another reason why we've added emphasis on small business. We're certainly going to continue down the path of attracting large industry and high wage jobs. That's, again, uh, focused on our clusters that are successful here in our region. As you intro, uh, our segment with Space City, I mean, we, we definitely know that aerospace and defense, uh, and space business is, uh, is strong for Tucson. And we also know that we're natural for transportation and logistics companies. And, and we know that, um, photonics and optics is a, a strong cluster for us, and and bioscience and other things are also part of that. So it won't mean that we don't uh, continue uh, drawing that kind of employment, but it means that we're going to pay a lot more attention to every uh, business type uh, in our community going forward.
0: More with Barbara Coffey this morning, the Director of Economic Initiatives for the City of Tucson. You kind of went where I was uh, planning to go anyway but I'd love for you to, to talk with the uh, talk with us a little bit about it more uh, Barbara and that is something new since 2015 also is the new economy initiative which was a collaboration uh, between the state legislature um, I think it was not this legislative session but the one before um, with the Board of Regents uh, to basically look at the three state universities and what their strengths were and say we want to fund more of those strengths for economic impact in the region uh, that they're in. And for the University of Arizona, uh, that was uh, uh, aerospace and space exploration as mining, uh, and it was, uh, you know, biosciences, health sciences. Um, what is the alignment um, by the city as a jurisdiction with the New Economy Initiative and, and all the investment that is pouring into? the University of Arizona. Sometimes my, mm-hmm. my uh, optimistic concern, Barbara, is that there's so much that happens within the four walls of the university that doesn't spill out uh, uh, completely into the surrounding community. Uh, what are some of the ways that those walls are breaking down or can be broken down to really take what the U of A does well internally and drive local economic impact from it?
4: Well, it's great that you asked that. I was just with uh, Julie Katzel yesterday with the University of Arizona. She was um, sharing with me the plan that they have, uh, and they've brought more staff on for economic development recently, too. Um, but they are going to take a look at our strategic plan. They're going to take a look at the county's plans and soon to be updated as well. They're going to take a look at the Sun Corridor Pivot Playbook, and all of these plans um, and really um, identify places where they can align their resources and their emphasis on programs, um, curriculum, and and resources. And so, um, I don't I don't think there will be too many surprises. I think we're already seeing that a lot of these industry sectors are mentioned in all of these plans. We certainly all talk together. We know where our assets are. Um, but this is an exciting opportunity for us again in the university's research power um, is what helps us strengthen these clusters and also start new businesses we know we can't do that without them and so I think there's more alignment than ever we have regular meetings I know that our mayor meets regularly with the president's I know that uh, our uh, staff uh, on both sides, the city, the county, and the university meet monthly. Uh, there are opportunities now for regular engagement, and I think that will only continue.
0: Barbara, in, in our second segment, I'd love to get a little bit more um, more meta, but one thing I wanted to touch on before we head out for a break in about three minutes or so um, is uh, Build Back Better uh, grants. Uh, that's uh, a large focus I know of Certainly, uh, the city council and mayoral administration is trying to pull in as much federal dollars as possible when there's so much of it uh, flying around. Uh, Tell tell us a little bit about Build Back Better and, and what the city is going after in terms of economic development.
4: I am super excited about this. This is really an opportunity uh, by the Economic Development Administration for our region to show itself uh, and to create uh, strategies around what we call our emerging growth cluster. And so we formed the coalition, the Southern Arizona Coalition for Climate Adaptation and Resilience, and we're looking at agriculture Uh, renewable energy and water resources as our cluster and when you think agriculture think about ag tech right and how we can transform that industry sector with uh, clean energy and water efficiencies and other things given our circumstances in in this in this desert in the sonoran desert and so we can be a living laboratory for how that plays out in our partners the university uh, our partners stretching all the way to yuma um and, and including the Yuma, the Greater Yuma Economic Development uh, Corporation as well as Pima Community College and Arizona Western College, along with Startup Tucson, Community Investment Corporation and the uh University uh Tech Parks Arizona. So I think you know, we have a stellar team along with our equity partners um to um to bring about transformational change and really innovate and support Uh, Everything from food entrepreneurs to large industries to emerging uh, innovative industries um, in the ag tech sector uh, and beyond. And so I'm very excited about that. I'm glad you asked.
0: We're with Barbara Coffey this morning here as we round the corner the last quarter of our Friday edition of Tipping Point here. I'm your host, Zach Yenser. Barbara Coffee is the Director of Economic Initiatives for the city of Tucson. We're going to go to our last break of the hour. When we come back, we're going to zoom out a little bit and uh, talk bigger picture about some economic trends and opportunities uh, and challenges in the region and how Barbara's office uh can be integral in uh in taking the region where it needs to go certainly in the city of tucson the anchor jurisdiction uh of greater tucson we'll be right back here on tipping point i'm your host zach yenser part two of our conversation with barbara coffee on the other side
1: Everywhere in between. 1030 The Voice. Trusted local news and talk.
3: Tucson homeowners. Do you have equity in your home and would like to sell, but are afraid that you won't be able to find a new place in this market? Well, you're not alone. That's why CNC Partners has put together an innovative way to make your next home dream come true. They work with local investors who can purchase your home for cash, pay above market value, waive the appraisal, and provide you with the option to lease your home back to you for 12 months until you can find a new home in the Tucson market. If you'd like to see what that cash offer might look like, with no obligation, go to Tucson Cash.
0: Zach Yenzo here, and I'm so excited to be a part of the launch of the Little Love Burger as they're growing in Tucson. Located just a few hours down. From the Rialto Theater, Little Love Burger serves up the juiciest scratch-made hamburgers, loaded hot dogs, have ice cream milkshakes, lovable local brews, and the most addictive breakfast sandwiches. Little Love Burger is open Sunday through Thursday, 11 to 9, and Friday and Saturday, 11 to 10. You can follow their beat on Instagram and Facebook at Little Love Burger Tucson. Don't you want some burger to love?
3: We have exciting news to share here at Impact of Southern Arizona. We have expanded our food bank into a grocery shopping style experience where over 500 families a month come in for food, clothing, and support. Now, Impact needs you. Can you or your business put on a food drive for food and hygiene items that others would normally go without? Learn more and contact us at www.impactsoaz.org.
4: time with Devon and her team.
0: Bye. Is your 8th or ninth
1: grader looking for a hands-on learning program that includes lots of art? Then Desert Sage School, a new tuition-free public charter high school at 3434 East Broadway, is for you. Desert Sage is innovative and is now enrolling 9th and 10th graders for the upcoming school year. Go to DesertSageSchool.org, where the first 125 students to register will be accepted. Desert Sage is the first public Waldorf-inspired charter high school in Southern Arizona, where teachers genuinely listen to and care for each student's unique gifts. Get your child enrolled today at DesertSageSchool.org.
4: This is Bill Buckmaster, the CEO interview series at noon on 1030 Tucson's Voice for Trusted News Talk.
0: And we're back Tucson and all of Southern Arizona here live out of the coming workspace studios. I'm your host, Zach Yancey. You're listening to Tipping Point Here on 10.3 The Voice with Barbara Coffey, the Director of Economic Initiatives for the City of Tucson. Uh, And uh, Barbara, we talked in the first segment about some of the opportunities, um, the increased collaboration, uh, some of the things that your department is working on. Uh, I wanted to zoom out a little bit and ask you, uh, on a more 30,000 foot level, uh, a University of Arizona report on the economy came out, I think it was late April. Uh, that showed that Tucson's COVID jobs recovery uh, is still the second worst in in the state. Uh, Only Sierra Vista is trailing. Uh, It remarked that wages, uh, except for, you know, hospitality, which has seen a bump in in food and retail, but wages overall are down uh, 2%. Uh, During COVID, we didn't see the, the big wins that were predicted um, you know, like Nicola in uh, Coolidge and Lucid in Casa Grande and some of the once-in-a-generational investments in the Phoenix area. Data points like that, Barbara, make me feel like there's something that is happening in those places that isn't happening here. What are the, what are the tweaks, certainly coming out of COVID, that need to be made? Why aren't we seeing the economic growth that the rest of the state, region, and nation are seeing that we are lagging so so much behind here in Tucson. What do we have to do to turn that around?
4: Well, it's interesting. Our Workforce Investment Board meeting this morning, I think, showed pretty good figures in the right direction this month. Um, that we are recovering the jobs lost, um, especially in travel, uh, leisure, hospitality sectors. Um, so maybe our June numbers are going to look a lot better um, you know unemployment is under four percent everywhere and that includes here too so everyone there's a lot of people working right if anything it's hiring and recruiting now is still a challenge where employers have to get quite creative and aggressive to uh, to attract and retain good good people um, but I don't think that we're at a disadvantage um, in any way. I think that uh, the reverse is true. I think there's opportunity. I think I think we're seeing our sectors recover um, and and um, in a meaningful way. Uh, so, um, you know, I'm hopeful, and I think that we are uh, doing the right things uh, by supporting our businesses. We're we're continuing to bring forward any uh, programs and that are backed by financial resources so for example our ARPA um, our American Rescue Plan Act funds that support our community partner organizations that money flows through to the community to support small businesses to support individuals to support uh, health and human services so all the things that we need to shore up people post-pandemic in addition right now we have our economic and workforce development grants Program uh, that we're under review, and we'll be awarding new uh, awards in um, in long-term and at-risk uh, job training programs, workforce development, along with small business support and special events. And so, our mayor and council puts um, six hundred thousand. Uh, a year for that program, and this year added another 150,000 to that program to support those efforts, and and that just leverages what we do as a small team on the city side, but working with our partners, we do a lot more.
0: Barbara, I uh, uh, I know when I'm often in rooms, and you know um, I kind of pose a similar question, certainly around the kind of large scale primary uh jobs um, arena, you know, Caterpillar is mentioned, uh, Too Simple is mentioned, certainly Amazon should probably continue to be mentioned, but some of those deals are three, four, five, six, seven uh, years uh, in, in the past. Um, when it comes to attracting the next kind of primary job employer to Tucson, I'm not asking you to say, because if there's anything in the works, I know there's NDAs involved, but but around the dynamics, Barbara, is it, do we need to unlock more state land? Is, do we need to provide larger incentives? Do we need to quicken the regulatory and permitting uh, process? Can you speak to any of some of those things maybe that you're kind of tightening or, or looking at to, to make some of those site selection bids more competitive?
4: Absolutely, and I would say yes, yes, and yes um, to
0: everything <laughs> you
4: mentioned. You know, we have to keep improving and enhancing the way we do business, make it more efficient, remove the barriers. One of the things we're doing right now proactively, to your point, in terms of trying to be ready to attract those large industries that are looking at Arizona as a state for doing business. Um, These industries are in the electric vehicle and battery storage space. There are semiconductor uh, these kinds of, of entities are coming to our communities and asking for large tracts of land, 500 to 2,000 acres. And, and you're right, we do have state land, uh, that is available here in Tucson and we are proactively working to rezone that property Uh, so that it is ready for business so that we eliminate sort of these long waiting periods for that land to go um, into uh, activation right we want businesses to be able to open up facilities as soon as possible so having some of this entitlement work done on the front end is absolutely important so we're very excited about that but we're still seeing other in uh, private industry industrial developers coming into our community Um, we have an annexation right now that is um, coming forward to uh, to mayor and council related to uh, something that Lincoln Properties is doing to bring almost a million square feet of large industrial uh, sites to our uh, you know to our land bank so to speak so that we can attract these folks um, when we have developers willing to invest like that and build speculative space. That means we can be ready for businesses to come in and not have to wait 18 months for them to open mm-hmm. the doors. They can get going pretty quickly. Mm-hmm.
0: Barbara, this question is uh, is is does not come from any kind of uh, Debbie Downer or or pessimism. I'm just trying to dig in as a follow-up to that other question. Uh, I remember, you know, during COVID, right in the middle of the worst part of COVID, we were kind of the darling of site selectors. Um, not only in terms of the size of our area and the space that we provide, in terms of you know lower density, but Tucson was named. When you when you're sitting down or you're talking with you know Mr. Snell over at Sun Corridor and these site selection conversations are happening, I'm talking you know again the larger scale primary uh, opportunities. Uh, what what is the one thing holding uh, you know that that maybe makes them ultimately look somewhere else? Is there, like, one thing that you're starting to hear over and over?
4: It tends to be workforce as the most important piece, right? That's not what I
0: predicted, but that's interesting, yeah.
4: It tends to be workforce, and and here's why. It's sheer numbers, right? And so let's just compare ourselves to our neighbors up the street, up the road. (laughs) <laughs> um, our size and population in our in our region we're a million to their five million plus. We have about just shy of half a million in the workforce, and so just the numbers of people with the skills and talent. When these large industries are looking, they want to be sure that if they have contracts and and uh, you know government contracts or or sales volume to keep up with, that they're going to have. Uh, the people Mm. to support those contracts and the minute they might uh, lose one and uh, and then have uh, people you know needing to um, uh, to really find other work where is it that their employees feel confident they can Mm. do that and that's what it boils down to it's how do you how do you attract talent if you need more of a certain type of engineering or technical skill how do you attract them so that they'll choose to come and work for said company in Tucson and feel comfortable that if that project doesn't work out, they'll have one right. to go to across the street. It, it's that kind of thing. It, it's not just simply the CEO or the plant managers saying that Tucson is not a great place to be and certainly sure. that, that we don't have current workforce. It's what do we do to to make people mm. feel sure uh, that they're going to choose the right location when they do have to attract that talent. So,
0: wow, Barbara, yep. I really, I know, like I said before, it's been a busy week for you and the team. I appreciate you coming on here at the end uh, to be with us. National Economic Development Week uh, update on what your department's doing, but also kind of some bigger picture things. Thanks for your time. Um, we should do this again sooner than later, and I really appreciate it.
4: Thank you very much. I enjoyed it.
0: Thank you, Barbara Coffey. Uh, the Director, again, of Economic Initiatives for the City of Tucson. That does it for our show today. Hugh Hewitt's up next. Bill Buckmaster at noon. We'll be back on Monday for the Monday Morning News Hour. Stay safe out there, Tucson. Thanks for listening.